Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Damo from Jock Reynolds joins us now to talk all things AFL and the Supercoach. Of course, uh, there's been conversations across our open line and, of course, the text line, all to do with how we've been going in Supercoach across the weekend. Uh, Damo, thanks for joining us again on the, on the Overnight Crowd. It's good. Supercoach has kicked off and um, there's some questions that people have, I guess. Yeah, so, we'll, I mean, mainly everyone sort of t- feeling out how everyone else went is the first feel I've got for this weekend. It's a lot of, you know, what points did you get? Oh, why did I get those points? So um, I myself, I got just shy of 2,200. Is that decent? Is that in the area I need to be? I, I don't really know. To be completely honest, this round was probably unlike any other round one that I've ever seen. There were so many high scores, but there was so little separating the top score and then the score that was ranked 5,000. <laughs> so it's, it really, it really was so close for the, for, so, for, for the round with who you had on your bench and who you had on your field, really yeah. making up most of the difference. It, well, it d- did seem like I was like, oh, I'm making all the right calls here. And then I looked at some other players that I hadn't selected and I was like, oh, they've done exceptionally well. Also, so is that to do with changes to the way points are allocated or is it just a maybe an, an out-of-the-box opening weekend? It could. Uh, there's nothing that's changed about the way the points have been allocated as far as I know. Yep. Um, but that is all part of Champion Data's secret formula that they apply to each possession and, and tackle and gotcha. disposal efficiency and impact on the game and all that in general. So no one knows exactly how the scoring gets handed out, but everyone has a pretty good idea. So I don't think that changed. Um, But I mean, we probably got more out of our rookies and less out of our premium selections than we would have liked. Um, And I guess who you selected as a premium um, player was probably more what separated most people. So lots of defenders didn't do what people had hoped um, the likes of Jack Chris, the likes of Jordan Ridley, the likes of Lockie Whitfield all didn't score fantastically. Even Jack Steele in the midfield didn't have a great game, but we've picked all these players for a reason. We've got to hold on to them at least for one more week while their price remains the same. We've just got to see how they go in the second game and make a decision after that. It's, it feels like that sort of thing. You don't want to rush into dumping someone off your list who you spent all of these months leading in researching and deciding that that was the way to go long-term. So got to stick true. Was there any ones that really surprised you? Like I'm going to admit I was surprised by Geelong's result in general against Essendon. So then off the back of that, seeing Dangerfield and Hawkins so high up there, obviously I didn't see that coming. Tom Hawkins is actually one of the most consistent super coach forwards 
over the last few years. He's been one of the top scorers because he plays for Geelong, basically, and Geelong like to score well, and Geelong, he's the main man in the Geelong forward line. So he's been one of the more consistent forowards. And Dangerfield, everyone thinks he's going to drop off, and then he doesn't. He just, he doesn't. just explodes again. And yeah, that's and that's how they seemed. I think we you talk about constantly with Geelong the the aging list type idea, and then once again you come to the first round and and go the other way. I guess on the flip side, now come Monday, there's lots of discussion about Essendon and where they're truly at because I suppose that was the the surprise uh, poor result from them that people were thinking. So um, I know when you look at the coaches' votes, there was I think five players that polled perfect rounds due to the coaches, the likes of Christian Petrarca way back on. Wednesday, uh, he put on a, a great show and was well rewarded points wise. Yeah, and most of his points came from his impact around the ground as well as on the as well as in the in the goals as well. And he was definitely the best player on the ground and was rewarded with the top super coach score as, as a result. Incredible to look at some of the the results points wise. It does definitely blow me away a little bit. What about for you? Were there any particular players? on your list that you're thinking with one week you're going to change or are you, as you sort of said a couple of minutes ago, holding on for two weeks and then start to make some decisions and start to look again at what changes you should make? Yeah, I'm definitely holding for another week on a, on a couple of my guys. I didn't like what Jack Crisp or Jordan Ridley produced. I picked them. I thought they were they were locked into my team as soon as the team picker opened back, way back in December. Yeah. So I've done all the research. I've picked them. I've backed them in. There's nothing to tell me that they're not going to score well. Just on the weekend, they didn't have great games. And it's probably due to one, uh, Jordan Ridley playing in a team that didn't perform all that well. And as a result, Ben Rutten was sort of playing, was sort of throwing the magnets around trying to find something that worked. And Jack Crisp has moved from half back in, into a, into a full time midfield role. And I think he's just finding his feet in that sort of position still. And hopefully next week we get more of an idea of how they're going to score for the year. With the rolling lockout that was last week, we spoke a little bit about that captaincy loophole. I I wasn't brave enough. I didn't end up using it. Uh, did you? Did you use the captaincy loophole? No, I didn't. I I, sh- I should have, but I <laughs> <Same>. didn't. <laughs> uh, Shoulda, coulda, wouldas for you and me. <laughs> yeah. And so this week, uh, with with the games stuff, will there still be that similar rolling lockout? Um, is that the way we prepare again? It's just not as long this this time. Yeah, there's still a rolling lockout, but there's no longer unlimited trades as, as there were leading into round one. Of course. So now you've got your so now you've got your two trades this week. In my opinion, you shouldn't really use them because Supercoach is a long game. Your round one is over. Don't. Don't try and chase the points from round one. Back your team in that you put the research into, the selected, back them into round two. Put Change rookies onto the field. Like you want probably Nick Martin on the field after he scored mm. 114. You probably want Jack Hayes on the field after he scored 127. You probably want Josh Rochelle on the field after he scored 118. But other than that, there's not a lot that people need to be doing to their teams this week unless they've copped an injury. Oh, yeah, of course. There were a few injuries that went around. It was um, uh, Port Adelaide, wasn't it, that seemed to get worst hit throughout round one um, against the Brisbane Lions. Uh, any other injuries that, that have really stood out that are f- to key players? 
The only one that really stood out from a super coach point of view was probably Jared Berry. He was a popular pick around that $260,000 mark that people selected to try and help the money go around in other positions. And he came off with a shoulder injury or something like that. And Mm. there's a big watch on whether he pulls up in time for um, Brisbane's game against Essendon on the weekend. So that might be where some people use up one of their trades just to clear that injury off and get another cheapie. Yeah. Yeah. Any cheapies you would yeah, but, be looking at then to, to re- replace Barry? Um, around that price, no, but you might use it as an as a way that you can now get in rookies that performed well. But, I mean, most people started with Horn Francis and Dacos and most people started with Rochelle and it's probably more like uh, the Nick Martin, Jack Hayes that people would probably need to get in and maybe even a Jackson Mead from Port Adelaide who probably will get more opportunities with Xavier Dersman now on the um, injury list. Well, it's been a, an interesting round one. I, I know the conversation is going to continue here on the overnight crowd uh, across the, the evening to see more conversation about how we went in the head-to-head leagues and all those sorts of things. Uh, it's been really fun doing it for this first week. You do have to spend a fair bit of time preparing for Supercoach, I've now realised. Yeah, it's not something that you can just open for two seconds and then close. It just, it's something you really, really got to look at for a, for a little bit amount of time. It's probably at least worth a lunch break's worth. It is worth a lunch break's worth. And do you know what my big tip, and this is the thing, is everyone else is across this, uh, but I know Mardo from the run home on SENWA, I heard him talking as well on my drive into work today. We both made the same mistake at some points in our week where we forgot to hit save. So you think you've made all these changes on your lunch break, you're feeling prepared, and then you look back a little bit later and I was like, hang on, I, what have I done? Hit save, people. That was my message from week one. Hit save. Yeah, definitely do that. That you that won't be an issue though now that everything is all locked in and the trades, are, um, the trades dictate everything now. Yeah, that's true because now it's not unlimited, whereas before I was playing around with it every other day. So that that works. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> before we let you go, and, and thank you again for spending some time here with the overnight crowd, any other key things we should be looking for uh, heading into round two, or is it just continue on as per normal? Continue into round two as you did to round one. Just watch and wait and see if you can p- pick up any patterns on players that you've got that you maybe want to move on and just see if their roles change, see if something has happened to what how they played last season. like, And just don't pull the trigger too early because you could find that it was just a down week. Yeah, that's great advice. Damo, thank you so much for spending time here with us on the overnight crowd. Um, we appreciate your time as always and look, look forward to chatting after round two when maybe there's some moves that we all need to start to talk about. It was good to chat, uh, Jen. Thanks very much. That's Damo from Jock Reynolds joining us here on The Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.